So yeah, um, a few. My name's Tammy O'Reilly, but and I am Tulio's wife, or Tulio is my husband. I should. Uh, either way, but a few weeks ago we were sitting in this meeting and they were trying to plan like who was going to speak when, blah blah blah. You know, and sometimes like you get that like real excitement for the Lord and you're like, yeah, like my life's going really good. And so I just threw Leah and I really under the bus and I said, they said they need someone to speak like March 9th. I'm like, oh, well, Leah and I will do that. We'll do it. We'll do it. You know, and Leah's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, we got this. We got this. Well, last week I'm laying in bed. Tulia, we're getting ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, he's like, what? I'm like, March 9th, March 9th, zeal of the Lord forgot to remind me that it is spring forward. Now, if any of you know anything about me, I'm not the most nicest morning person. So I am really astounded that all of you all are here this morning. Like, I'm thinking like five people were going to show up like at first service. So um, I was even laughing as we came to prayer this morning. I, I told Bev, I was like, man, I'm just amazed that Jesus is awake this early because it is just early and it was like fiery and excitement was happening in the prayer room. It was, it was really awesome. So, um, so I am super just excited to, to be here this morning and to share the word that uh, the Lord's really given to Leah and I and um, yesterday we kind of got together and we're, we were sitting in my bedroom and we were kind of preaching to one another. It, it was funny. If y'all could have just like joined us there, it, it would have been great because we were, you know, we were going off. We're like, yes, and this, and this, and did you know this and that? And then we we're like, oh, well, I don't know about that. Like maybe we should wait before we share that. And so, but it was just a really exciting just time and uh, between the two of us. But uh, the word that the Lord really pressed upon our heart this morning was, was about faith. And those of you that have been here um, on Sunday mornings and even last Sunday, Tom really uh, spoke a lot about faith and healing. And so we really kind of felt like, gosh, this is kind of a good springboard for us. Uh, But at the same time, we kind of are taking a little bit different perspective on it because that's just what we do. And it's awesome because you get kind of all different facets of it. So so I'm just going to start. I wanted to read something to you to start out. Uh, This is called The Road Less Traveled, but it's different from the normal Road Less Traveled. The Road Less Traveled, the places I have been afraid to go, the places people tell me I cannot go. Today, I walk this road because I know who has called me and I know who awaits me in my journey. As I walk, I found the unexpectedness of this road to be the most beautiful. I see the beauty of flowers, fields, mountains, lakes, and people. But the unexpectedness of finding the love my heart has longed for has been the most breathtaking. As I walk, I find parts of me that I thought I lost. But I am realizing nothing is ever lost with the one who created me. I can't lose with him. I can't go without him. He truly is my everything. Redemption is the song that I hear in the trees as I walk this narrow road. The birds that sing, sing the same song. 
The flowers that breathe their beauty are breathing the same song. And the words that flow from the depths of people are words that are giving back to me. Giving back what I gave away long ago. The beauty of this road is overtaking, and my heart is at peace. Um, And I share that with you. Actually, that was from um, a journal entry that the Lord gave me. It was back in 2011. And and he just started to birth in me like this, this road less traveled. And when we were kind of talking about sharing about faith, if you really think about it, like, faith is like a road less traveled. It's, it's not always the easy way. Because faith is what you can't see. Faith is the assurance, let me see if I can quote this right, is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So in this world, it's really easy to get caught up in what we see. And even when we're following like the Lord and in our walk with the Lord, sometimes it's about what we can see. It's like what we can see manifested in this place, which is awesome. The Spirit of God here this morning, I mean, I don't know, like, not that I hope that everyone was focused on me, but I was like going crazy up here. And, you know, the Spirit of God was manifesting itself here. It was awesome. At the same time, Like, my focus wasn't on what I could see. Now, I don't know about you all. I didn't actually see the Lord. Like, I didn't actually see him in, like, person standing up here. But I had evidence of what I couldn't see. And that that kind of drew that out of me. But how many times the road less traveled that we are, are caught in this place of like, not, it's just about what I see, what I know, what, what, you know, what, what kind of is before me. Well, and, and so when I started thinking about the scripture, um, that Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. So many times, like, I like to, like, I do like to have tangible, I do like to have those, like, things that I can hold on to examples. So, uh, I am kind of one of those persons. So, when I'm thinking about the assurance of things hoped for, and I think about the word assurance, this morning as I was praying, you know what the Lord gave me? I have two people in my household that are having assurance. I'll give you just one, two guesses of who those people might be. Anyone want to give up a name? No one. Anne Marie would be one of them. Who would you think the other one would be? Tulio O'Reilly. I'm telling you, they both, and when I think about it, they speak so emphatically. Have any of you ever been in a conversation with my husband? Yeah, you laugh because you know you haven't. And he, he can speak so sure, so sure. Like, and, and sometimes you're kind of like, okay, when it's right on, you're like right on. But when you know that he's kind of like off, you're kind of like, man, i got to get my best game if I'm going to come up against what he's saying. Because he is sure. He has assurance. He has that said, like he's holding fast to it. And God love my daughter. She's got that same attribute. Assurance. Speaks emphatically. 
You hear her all the time. If you ever hear her and Sophia Wojcikowski back and forth, I mean, it is assurance, 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 assurance. So, but I kind of got that picture. You know, when I think of assurance of things hoped for, that's kind of the, the picture that I got. So, and I got this picture of the convictions of things not seen. Now, there's two other people in our house that I'm going to give you two guesses of who would be the convictions of things not seen. Now, I know some of you all don't know us very well, so you may learn a little something. Does anyone want to guess about who the convictions of things not uh, seen, the evidence of things not seen? Brennan O'Reilly, my youngest, and me. I have one more son, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But So when I think about that, the evidence of things not seen, I get that picture of Brennan and I. Like, we are just, we're always talking. Brennan and I have these great conversations about what we can't see or what we think we see and what the Lord is really saying and doing. He came home one day and he said, Mama, I was at school and I saw this on somebody. I said, saw what? On who? He said, I looked at my friend across the, uh, the classroom and they had like this gold hair. It was like gold all over them. He said, I didn't know what to do. I thought I would go over and kind of like dust it off. But he was like, it, it really was, it was like it was there, but it wasn't there. So I love that beauty of that. So when, I'm, when you think about faith, you think about assurance of things hoped for, and you think about the evidence of things not seen, being able to operate in the unseen, being able to, to get past like what, what, what our carnal mind is telling us. So, um, so yeah. I, and I'm going to share, I'll share about, I have an example of Liam. Liam's my oldest son. And I will share about him in just a minute. But, so, but I just, I really felt like when Leah and I were talking this morning, just to kind of lay a groundwork, that the Lord is calling us. I just, I want to read this. The Lord is calling us to the place that is foreign to this world. This world that we're living in, your job, your house, your, our society, our government, blah, 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 that he's calling us to the road less traveled. And this world is, this, to this world, that road less traveled is foreign. It's a foreign concept. Um, and it's not, the road less traveled isn't seen with earthly eyes. And this road at times is a little intimidating. Because it's unfamiliar. Because what we can see is familiar. Have you thought about that? Like it's really, as many times as we get discouraged in our own life and how it's going, sometimes we won't break out of that because it's familiar. It's familiar discouragement. Well, I know how to act discouraged. I know how to walk around discouraged. If someone told me I had to walk around like faith-filled, I wouldn't know what to do. It's easier just to be discouraged. Have you ever thought about that? So when, the Lord, when we speak about, like, faith, when we talk about, like, faith, like, rising up in us, this assurance, this evidence, we're kind of like, yeah, that sounds really good. And when I'm at church, it's awesome. But when I go back to my familiar, everyday life, what does that mean? Am I holding on? Am I having an assurance? to the things that I am hoping for? Am I walking in the unseen? And, 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 you know, am I kind of 
Or am I caught in just what I can see and what is familiar? And that's my challenge to us this morning. I felt like the Lord was, was really this morning was stirring up our faith. And many of you, this may be the first time you're hearing it. Many of you, it may be like the 10th million time you're hearing it. Uh, for me, I won't say 10th million, maybe like the, I don't know, 100th, but uh, it's stirred in me. I'm not walking the road less traveled. In so many areas of my life, I'm walking in the scene and expecting God to show up there and expecting to find him there. And then I get mad because he's not there. And so the Lord just started stirring in me about, like, see past that. Do you realize this is not our home? This is not, this life, however long it may be for all of us, is momentary, temporal. So whatever, like, hardship that we may have, it's only temporal. Think about that. If this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm telling you this morning, you, this isn't your home. This world isn't your home. I'm living, we said this morning, uh, I'm, I'm, um, um, what's the song? Reason, no, um, no, uh, uh, you know. Like, anytime I know, like, I'm getting ready to go somewhere great, if I'm getting ready to go on a vacation, I get excited about that when I get thinking about it. It's the same concept. Just a little while longer, and I'll see you. And I see, like, when, and I think about myself, and I get over, like, calm with, like, sometimes emotion. I'm one of those, like, one emotion at a time person. And so whatever emotion is going on inside of me, it's intense because it's only one. And it's fullness. And I was thinking this morning, just a little while longer, and I'll see you. And I'm thinking about that. And I'm kind of one of these little, like, I don't know, like movie, you know, romantic kind of, not romantic, but, you know, when I think about seeing someone that I hadn't seen in a long time, that my heart longs to see. I mean, man, like, I'm like running, like, yes! Yes, and you hold that, like, that place of encountering. That's what I'm talking about. That's seeing past. You know, that's what happens. Like, people like me that get excited about stuff like that, I'm not looking at what's happening right here because if you're only seeing me in this realm, I look like a crazy woman. I'm, you know, doing and hollering. Oh, you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff coming out of me. But that... that I, I am seeing and I'm operating in a faith that I can't see. And I love that. I love that. I love that mystery. Some of you in here, like you long for that mystery. Like you thrive on like really that not knowing and like jumping into that not knowing and like feeling it and being like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on, but it's awesome. You know, I'm one of those people. Now, Tulio, he's, he's learned. He's a little bit different. He likes to know what's going on. But, and, and that is very purposeful, too, especially in this realm. And uh, that is definitely necessary. I'm going to uh, share my last example. 
when I, if I ever start a church, I want to start a church where people can just wear, like, sweats or whatever. Because I always wear these outfits, and I'm sweating, and this is not an outfit that you should sweat in. So, but the, <laughs> I have faith, I know. Uh, the last, uh, the last example I wanted to share is, um, is, is about Liam. And Liam's my oldest son, and uh, he, he is, if you've heard me speak about him before, he is my sportsman. He, is, he loves sports, and he's good at it. And that's really just not a mama talking. He's really good at it. Um, so, uh, but right now, um, he plays soccer, and he plays the goalie position. And Kyle's really going to appreciate this because I'm going to throw some pictures up here. I hope I'm going to throw some pictures up here in a minute. Um, But when I started thinking about faith and operating in faith, what does that look like? When you say, Tammy, that sounds really great what you've shared this morning, but what does that look like? And so I kind of got this example of goalie, this soccer goalie, because I love watching Liam play, and not because that he's my son. That's kind of part of it, but because he's really good. And I then began to see it's because that goal, the goalie position is a position of faith. And you can see, I don't know if, Amy, if you got those pictures you can put up. Uh, we're going to look at these pictures of when he's in the goalie, you can't focus on where the ball is in the moment. You have to... Like, the moment before this, he has to know. I mean, this ball is moving fast. This is indoor soccer, too. And actually, this, the orange team is Kyle's team. It's awesome. We got some really good pictures. Um, so, but he has to know where the ball is going to be, not where it is. He has to operate in the unseen. And if you can flip through some of these pictures, it's just really great. And, I mean, Liam goes all out when he is playing. And that's another thing when I was uh, sharing with Leah yesterday. The beauty of some of these pictures and, and to see this position of he walks into the goal and he's confident. And once again, he's trained himself not to fall to what, where the ball is, but he has to go on that gut, faith, feeling of where it's going to be. And where it's going to land. And I will tell you this. This boy is so focused when he's in the goal. He, when you're so focused, he will throw himself on the floor. He will throw himself to other people. He will smack it down. I mean, I pity the person that comes in line with him when he's going after that ball. So, and I started thinking about that. How, when we're focused, when our eyes are fixed on the unseen, that's what we're driven by. He's not worried about like, oh, oh, next time I've got to like throw myself on the floor and next time I have to be over here. It's not a head knowledge. You can't get faith. You cannot have faith through here. Faith has to come from the Spirit. Leah's going to talk about that. Faith has got to come from here. And I, I just, once again, I just love this example and lo- love to watch him because he is just, he does it. And it's really, he and I were talking about this uh, a couple nights ago, and I said, I want to use these pictures. And I said, I was telling them the example, and I'm like, how's this sound to you? Does that sound like a good example of faith? And he said, absolutely, Mom. 
he says, it's about faith. It's about what I can't see. And I'm telling you, he has an assurance. He has an assurance. And there was a time in his life that when the ball goes in and he misses it, that's not where his assurance is. His assurance is in the unseen. You see when you fail a lot of times and the ball goes in, but that's not where he rests. He's in the unseen. Yeah, we don't get the little the ear mic. Although I think I would feel like aerobic, an aerobics instructor if I had the ear mic. But our hair, the hair doesn't work with that. So we'll have to, which is good. I like holding on to something. But, um, sorry, that was pretty loud. When, when Tammy and I, we were, we were sharing yesterday. And it's just hard. Like, half the time I've got like 10 pages of where I've just like been writing stuff down. And it's just like, oh, my. I mean, when you start talking about faith, it's just, it's somewhat overwhelming, you know. And, um, but as we were talking, Tammy just started off, and I'm like, hey, mine just, like, fits right in, right where you feel like the Lord um, kind of gave you that word. And what I was just really hearing was just this place. And, you know, Tammy was talking about Liam, and this, as, as a goalie, like, he's learned, like, he's walked in a season where he really has gone from faith to faith. And that's really the word that I was, I was hearing, because I think a lot of times we, we're looking at this one-time event, and, and we really want to measure our faith. Like, we, we want to see our faith, which is kind of a funny thing. I'm like, I think I struggle because I don't see my faith. And I'm not really, I don't really have a conclusion for that thought. But I was just thinking, yeah, like, I'm struggling because I don't see my faith. But Romans um, 1.17, and I think, I think these are on PowerPoint. Okay. For in, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. And it is written by the, the righteous man shall live by faith. But I kept on, like, it's just that glory to glory, faith to faith. And I just started thinking, like, wow. Like, and as Tammy was mentioning, you know, there are three kids, and they're, just, they're so different. And I think that's been the most amazing thing as a parent is, like, our kids are, like, radically different. And some of them are radically different than, than we are. And so there are times I'm just like, oh, Lord, I don't even know. I don't even know how to walk with them. But it amazes me because he does. He knows everything about, and he walks with them in different ways. Like this thing of faith is not a formula. It is not a formula. And I was, as I was praying, I just, like, I'm like, gosh, like, to really talk to this body about faith is a privilege because this is a body of believers that I have seen walk in faith. I mean, I, I, I really couldn't even start here and go, just the people that I know that have walked in areas of the unseen for decades, believing, and some have received the promise already, but I'm telling you, there are many that are still walking, knowing 
that they will receive the promise. In all different areas, all different areas, I think about Roslyn. Roslyn, what, eight years? Nine? Eight or eight? Eight years. Eight years believing. And, and Roslyn's back there playing. You know, like eight years. But this, the Hodges, a man and woman of great faith. And I feel like I, I can't even, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it amazed me. Amazed me. I, I think I just wept for like 45 minutes because, like, what the Lord, like, what the Lord was saying. And I just heard this word that John 20, 29, it says, Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. And, like, I just felt like there's this, this blessing. The Lord himself is just speaking. Blessed are you that do not see and yet believe. And, and it, that in particular, it was, it was talking about Jesus. He was talking to those that actually saw him physically, and he was saying, but blessed are the, like you believe, you see me, but blessed are those that will believe and they don't even see. And that, every person that walked in this door walked in in that type of faith because you walked into a building to worship God. You walked in in a place of faith to meet someone that you do not see. We may get visions, but that we do not see. And the person that really hit me was Peter. You think about Peter, and I think a lot of times, Tom just really hit last week, just this no condemnation. There's no condemnation. But I I was in and out because I was with the kids, but I could feel it. Like, I could feel that place where the enemy was just wanting to bring condemnation in areas. And, it's, and, um, and I really felt like the Lord was just wanting to lift, lift that off. And this passage is interesting because Mitch and I have talked. And, like, a lot of times when we read this passage, it's Matthew 14, um, with Peter and the, the water. You know, a lot of times we're like, oh, Peter walked on the water. Like, that's how we see this. Um, it's easy to see this as, like, condemnation. Like, that there was this place of condemnation. But I just want to just understand, like, okay, this is not just a one-time event. Like, Jesus walked with Peter. He walked with Peter. And this is just a point in time. It's not maybe a chapter later when, when Peter says, he says, you are. This, and, and, and Jesus said, on this rock, he's talking to Peter, I will build my church. Now, just a little little bit longer, Peter, Jesus was talking about dying, and Peter's like, no way, and then he's like, get behind me, Satan. You know, but there was this, this, you know, he walked to that, but, but Peter was the one, I think I'm right in this, that whose shadow, is it Peter, whose shadow, like people were healed. And Peter is the one, by faith, that was crucified upside down. Like he gave his life, a man of faith. And died by, by crucifixion. Like, so Peter was this, in this process, and it's just this faith to faith. And um, so, okay, I'm, I'm speed reading. One, because I drank too much water. Um, so maybe I'll go a little quicker. Um, but after he had sent the crowds, and I didn't want to miss Tammy, so. Um, but after he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And this is interesting, because Jesus... 
this is, this is after, around the time he found out about John the Baptist, you know, and immediately he, I mean, he went to spend time with the Lord. Um, and it was, when it was evening, he was there alone, but the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. I like that word. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. They said, I think, I'm like looking at all the little things. I think they said 3 to 6, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., you know. Um, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. So you see this place of fear, you know, here, which, I mean, many of us, we hit that. We hit that place of fear. Like the enemy comes against us in fear. And, um, and they said it is, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, I think this never hit me. It's, he said this. before. A lot of times we focus on the come that comes after this. But this is what he said. He said, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Take courage. But why? Why take courage? Because it is I. He is. Like, it is I. It is who he is that cast out fear. Like, he had to let them know that I am. It is me. It's I. And I think that's what Peter, Peter was in this whole process. They all were in this whole process. Who is Jesus? Like, who is he? Who is he? Who, who Who do I believe he is? And then you go on to the next, to the next scripture. Peter said to him, Lord, it's funny, Lord, he wasn't too sure yet. If it is you, okay, like, okay, I think it's you. If it is, I think I can, tell me to do this, you know. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Command me to come to you on the water. So even right there, see, it was Peter. Peter stepping out in this place. Peter stepping out, like in his life, he's stepping out in this place. And, of course, Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. I'm like, okay. He did walk on the water. Like, this is not a failed situation. Peter walked on the water towards the one who called him. And, um... And of course, but seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to seek. So once again, it's, you know, this battle with fear. But in relationship to what Tammy was saying, like, it is the scene that comes at us that, that throws us off. Like when we're looking to what we see or the circumstances around us, I think probably the majority of us would say that. Like, when I struggle, it's because of what I'm seeing around me. And, um, and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately, immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him. Immediately, he took hold of him. And I think this is the place, you have little faith, why did you doubt? And, um, and I really felt like, once again, this place, because I think some people are like, well, he doubted that he could walk on water. I'm like, no. Like, I think I realized, like, no, this is my perception. You might have, like, like he doubted in the one that told him to come. Because of what, because of the impossible, like, his doubt came in that, okay, is he? 
is he that one? You know, is he that one? But Jesus was calling him to life in this place. Like he was calling him. And, um, and really, and this is my spin on this too, and maybe I kind of interpret things, but really little faith, little faith, a mustard seed is little faith. And Peter walked on water. And so I think our perception, I think once again, I just realized like my perception of what I'm believing, even in entering into condemnation and seeing it as a failure, really reveals the battle in my heart. You know, like there was success in Peter stepping out on that water and coming towards you. And Jesus is continually just pushing them, pushing them to that place of the I am. And, and the next um, scripture is, um, you know, I think, I think once again, it's like this place of what we lose sight of. And um, this is one of my favorite, favorite passages. Hebrews 11 was the passage that, you know, when we, you know, went through the, the miscarriage 10 years ago with Nehemiah, it was Hebrews 11 that was the passage that just empowered us, empowered me to walk, you know, to walk that place, not in what's seen, but in what is unseen. But this, therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses, now it's talking about all the men and women of faith at this, in this passage. Um, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the author and perfecter. I always think he's the beginning and the end of our faith. Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And I just looked up the word faith in. I think, well, this is my quick, you know, blue letter Bible internet thing. But but I looked up the word faith in. And I think 23 times you see it's faith in Jesus. That's all. You don't see faith in anything else but faith in Jesus. You do see faith in the word one time. But the rest is faith in Jesus. And so I think when we were talking, I'm like, it is fixing our eyes on Jesus. It is an encounter with Jesus that defies, it defies all logic. It really does. It defies all logic. Um, and there's um, my little ripped out piece of paper here. And there are just a couple other passages. What time is it? I don't have my, I gave my kids my phone. Okay. Matthew 11, 1 through 6. Um, this is another passage that just, these are the patches, passages that I think about. Like, the men and women of faith, like, walking in this place. And, um, and this is John the Baptist. So, when Jesus had finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John... While imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples. Okay, he's in, I mean, think about John the Baptist. And Jesus talks about him later after this, saying just who he was. Amazing, amazing man. Um, 
I mean, his whole life was, was to introduce Jesus. You know, his whole life was to prepare the way. But now he's in prison. Like, he's in prison. His circumstances are, are dire, you know. And he's even, he's even heard about the works. Like, so he's heard about all the miracles. And he, he, he had to know one thing. And I think, once again, like, fixing our eyes. Like, he had to know something. Because to walk it out, what he had to walk out at that point where he could not see anything good for his circumstances was he needed to know this. And I think this is just powerful. Are you the expected one? Or shall we look for someone else? So even in this place, okay, John, the this faith-to-faith walk, like he is in process, faith-to-faith, like he had to know, are you the expected one? And of course, Jesus, Jesus answered, you know, just really a prophecy, like, yes, yes, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and poor have the gospel preached to them. You know, and so once again, it's, it's about the expected one. Like John was saying, like, okay, is he? Like, I need to know. Is he the expected one? So this place of, like, said, even in this place, Okay, the expected one. Where am I setting my eyes? Um, and then Matthew 8, 5 through 10. Now, this is the passage, you know, where it's the centurion soldier. And Jesus makes that statement. There is no greater faith. I've not seen any greater faith. But really, what is that passage? What is it about? And it's really about, and there are a couple. Let's see. I'll just go on. You know, the centurion, he's addressing him, Lord, Lord. He's acknowledging Jesus as, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and, and he goes, and the other one, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. And so this place that the centurion, what he did was he had fixed his eyes that Jesus was the one, and that he had authority. He had authority to do it. He was the one with authority. He was the, as John would say, the expected one, the expected one. And then Acts 7, um, 54 through 60. And this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite passages. I think... Um, you know, really that ultimate thing that we face. You know, I love the passage in Hebrews where it says that Jesus delivered us from fear of death that subjected us to slavery all our lives. He has delivered us from fear of death. He overcame death. And I think probably the biggest thing that we, you know, that is death. That place of death, like that is the finality, you know, in this world would say that's the finality. And, and so to me, this place where Stephen, he came face to face with death. He came face to face with death. And 
Stephen, I mean, man of faith. This, this, he preached it. I, it's like several pages. I couldn't read it all. I mean, he laid out the whole, the whole, I mean, just spot on. And yet, this is, I, I just love this. Now, when they heard this, I mean, after he just laid out pretty much the whole gospel, they were cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. That's kind of cute. No, gnashing, really? I mean, I guess they were really mad. But, but being full of the Holy Spirit, like Tammy was saying, like this place, this place in us that is not of the scene is the grace of God within us. He gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. And so they stoned him, you know, and he, he... He says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. I mean, he even made declarations to the end. It wasn't about these people stoning him. He he released that. Like, it wasn't about, he, he wanted more for them. He didn't even want them to be held by that. And, of course, Paul, Paul was there at this, which is just Saul, was there. Saul, once again, face to face, we know, like, how he walked. But I think this place where he set his eyes on Jesus, that's where Stephen's eyes were set. And so his faith, his faith in this place of death, like, he set his eyes. And, and so I just really felt like the Lord was just one, just saying, there's, there's this grace because we're going from faith to faith. And the walk for each of us is very different. Like what it looks like is very different for each of us. We cannot compare. We cannot make a formula. But the commonality of it all is, and I think about Simeon. This, I shared this one, but one of my, other, my, I have these favorite passages. But Simeon, you know, he was a priest. He was really old. But he knew he wasn't going to die until he saw the Messiah. And so that's when Mary and Joseph came to the temple, I guess, to dedicate, I don't know, dedicate Jesus, I don't know that's the word. But, but they brought him, and he saw Jesus, and he said, he said, Behold, I have seen my salvation. And that was enough. Like, that was enough. Like, Jesus who he is, is our focus. It is what we fix our eyes on. It's not, I don't fix my eyes on my faith. I don't fix my eyes on my unbelief. I don't fix my eyes on where, like I fix it on him because he is the one. Like he is the one. And that's what I've seen. Like that's what I've seen in this body. Even that point where you believed in Jesus as your Savior, that is great faith. That is faith. That is faith. That is faith. Where you've walked through years battling something, that is faith. You know, Brenda, I just think with you, like, coming, even coming this morning, like, woman of great faith. You're a woman of great faith. 
And like I said, we could just go. I just felt like there was just this blessing, this blessing that spurs us on to endure and to walk it out. Now, I know even with, with Eagle's Nest, the years, the battle to even be where y'all are at now. From two men to, like, for the men that are there, that is great faith. Well done. Well done. And and like I said, like, I I can't even, I am amazed, amazed at this body. Amazed. And my amazement is nothing compared to the Lord. Even the parents that are here that did not get any sleep last night. Because, but they're here. People have pressed through to be here. In the face of death, have come back have come, have been present, have gotten up in the morning. Like there's just this place to be received, like the blessing of the Most High God. But I just, I just have felt like, like, no, I am privileged to be in a body that believes in the one who is the great I am. We believe he is the answer and the one. And I just I just pray that y'all each of you would be able to receive the blessing of your heavenly father um, um today. And and in that we we press on. We press on. We press on. We run. We run with endurance. And we run together though. Like we run together. Like, that's what the body is about, together. And I just really, like, I feel like that word Tulio gave about, you know, like, breaking off, breaking off doubt, breaking off condemnation. That is not who we are. And that is not what God says about us. There's, there's no failure in him. There is no failure in him. He calls us on. And we just set our eyes. We set our eyes on him. We set our eyes on him. We don't even, we don't set our eyes, even when we mess up, like we don't set our eyes on that. Because he's greater. He's greater than that. He walked with Peter. Like he walked with him. And it was a process. And that was okay. Like that was okay. It was a faith to faith. And that is okay. You see it throughout the Bible. And um, I just think that, I, I was just saying, there's this faith, like, like in Hebrews 11, it talks about this faith. Faith was in abundance, and faith was in need. Faith was in life, and there was faith in death. Faith was being in release, and faith was being imprisoned. Faith was being delivered from the jaws of the lion, and there was faith for those that were consumed by the jaws of the lion. And I think that's where the Lord, like, that my faith, my faith can be to walk here, but there are seasons when my faith is where, okay, my faith to lay it all down. Like, my faith to die for the Lord. Like, that, that is a possibility. That is a possibility. We've dealt with death. You know, in this world, it's, Persecution against us 
as children of God from the enemy. Like we've dealt and we've walked in faith. And I just think that there's just this place. There, I mean, that's the most amazing thing about Hebrews. It's like men and women of faith, from seeing their dead resurrected, from being sawn in two, it said they were men and women that the world was not even worthy of. Not even, because their eyes were set on a different world and on the one who is and was and is to come. So. Uh, I just had a couple of um, words that the Lord had really just put on my heart to even, that he's been stirring in, in me. And um, one of them is, is this, um, that some of you that have come in here this morning, um, you've, you're caught in that place of you've let the, the soccer ball roll in the goal. And you see it. You've, you've let it roll in. And you're, you're looking at it. And I'm here to tell you that there's a place of faith, just like when my son lets the ball roll in and he gets a point and he gets right back up, that's a position of faith. He's not operating on what is seen. And I just, I really felt like that in, in Leah just sharing that, like the Lord is calling us, there is an assault on the children of God. To get caught in the scene and what you're not doing right. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that is an attack. Like, that's not a mindset. Like, that's not a, like a good way of life. That's not a way to fix your life. That is a lot. That is, that is something, that, that is an assault. It's an attack that the enemy is weighing us down with. And as Leah and I were standing, praying for this morning, it was like I felt like this, awake, remember. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that this, this way of life, these lies that are holding you back, that's not how you were created. You were created in the unseen. You were created to do the impossible. It doesn't matter that you got mad and said a cuss word this morning. If that's what I'm operating in, no. Faith is in the unseen. It's in the unseen. And I just wanted to speak. Um, sorry, this couple right back here. And I know that I've, I probably know you. But for whatever reason, the Lord is, like, drawing a blank. Like, I, I really can't picture, like, who you are, like, what, where you come from or anything. And I think that's purposeful. Um, so, but the Lord just wanted to tell you that you're faithful. You are faithful. And I also heard that what you have sown in the unseen is unfathomable. Like, and there's been a discouragement on you because you haven't seen it here. And I felt like the Lord really wanted to speak to you this morning to say that mm -mm, he's changing your mindset. And when you don't see here, you're going to be, you'll see the evidence of the things not seen. And that's what you can hold to. That's what you can hold to. This morning is an awakening for you. It's an awakening of your faith. 
there's been a little spin like on your faith and you've been like, it's not working. And the Lord, the Lord is changing that this morning. And it's not, and I'm telling you, it's not about, it's not going to be so that you can see things happen here, but you're going to have an assurance and, and a confidence in what you don't see. And that's what you've been missing. That's what you've been missing. And the Lord has said, but you've sown into that. And you have been faithful in that. And, uh, Sandy, I had, like, a word for you, too. Um, and I, I just really saw in you, too, just the words, they always start out, like, you have been faithful. And you are a non-seer. And what I mean by that, like, you do have this gift to, like, um, what I call see the unseen, which sounds like an oxymoron, but, like, to operate in this unseen, and it's, it's very comfortable for you. And you may sound like, oh, maybe not, but maybe so. But I, I'm just telling you, like, the Lord is, there is a new season upon you that this unseen is going to burst forth. It's bursting forth. And the Lord has said, like, he's equipped you for this. And you're going to bring a confidence to people around you because you have such an assurance in that place. And so don't feel like I'm the lone man out. Like, why am I the only one okay with this? Why am I okay with not, like, seeing everything? And the Lord just says, like, because he's equipped you for this. And, and this is a season, this season is yours. And you're going to see things like burst out of you. Greg's going to see things. Your kids, this ministry, things are going to start bursting out of you that you don't, you don't even have to do. It's just going to come out. It's just going to be like, it's just going to come out. But it's going to come out in this place of faith and in this, in this assurance in that place. Um, and I think your name is Chris. Is that right? Um, so I, I felt like this morning is purposeful. I haven't seen you in a while. So, um, and I felt like the Lord said that, um, you've been discouraged and because you've been distracted by once again, what you can only see. And the Lord is saying to you this morning that once again, that there's this birthing in you to, to operate in the un and there is a season that's coming and it's not a bad season it's a good season but to everyone else it looks bad everyone else around you because it's what they can see and the Lord is saying he's preparing your heart this morning you're here this morning I don't know why you're here but you're here this morning to hear this word specifically because he's saying like this is preparation for you this is preparation and this season is um is really one of like power and it does like it it alters like a generation i don't know what that means i know those are big words and weighty and you know but i I just feel it because what the lord is doing in your spirit and in your faith is 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 just really um i don't know the word like pivotal pivotal and like something is changing in you that hasn't changed before and that that's it that's it right there something is changing this time that hasn't changed before 
And it's your faith. It's your faith. Your faith is rising up within you in a way that you never have experienced before. And the Lord just says, just go with it. Go with it. And once again, don't look at what you can see, but you operate on what the unseen. You're going to have that assurance in the unseen. You're going to feel that in the unseen, and you're going to be like, this is okay. This is exactly where I need to be and what I need to be doing. When your circumstances tell you 100% otherwise. Can I get some people that would just stand with Chris and, and Karis and John and Greg and Sandy? Can, can I just have a few people? Just I just want to pray just a really solidification. I felt like the Lord just really wanted to like, make that solid. And, uh, Lord, thank you for the prophetic word, Lord, the words of wisdom and knowledge, God, just into these men's and women's life, God. And, and Lord, I just know that... Lord, there's some others that are hearing some things, and we'll speak to that in a second. But, God, for these uh, three, well, four or five uh, people, God, we just want to declare, Lord, the amen, Lord God. We want to speak the amen to your kingdom in that word, God, that your word that does not uh, go uh, void, God, it kind of produces the fruit that it's set out for, Lord God. And, Father, that word that's set out in and, and these men and women of God, right now in Jesus' name, uh, Lord, I just keep hearing God. I'm, I'm probably going. You're probably going to get sick of me hear, hearing this, but I really believe that eternal fruit is upon us. Like, like, like when we're speaking words and there's things going forth, it's eternal. It's not something that okay, yeah, I heard that. That's great. I'll walk in it well, a week and then it'll be gone. It, it's Lord, this is a lifetime word, God. Just hear, God, that there's something that's shifting and changing in, in these men's and women's life today that lasts will last a lifetime. It doesn't end tomorrow. It doesn't end a week from now or a month from now or a year from now it is eternal so father we speak the amen to those words and we just thank you father that you as much as you even that declaration that these men and women have been faithful that you are faithful to them god and you will be faithful to them to walk out that word it is not on them to walk it out in their own strength God, that's why the body of Christ is so important. That's why their family is so important. That's why men and women of God, friends around them, is so important, God, because we can't do this. We can hear a word like that and say, oh, gosh, I've got to perform that. It's not to perform. It is to live out in Christ. It is to live out in his presence and in his power. So, Lord, I just want to declare that and ask for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um. Is Amy in the place? I thought Amy was going to come back in here and play some. George, will you go in there and see if Amy's in the that thing? I just felt like the Lord wanted to do just a response. Because um, I think it would be easy to just quit here because, man, that's everything's been so powerful. I'm just sitting there weeping in the front row. So, um, Because I do think... You know, I see Tulio praying for Kyle and Jessica. You know, I, I see that. You know, you we walked with them for eight years. You know, we walked for with the Barnes. There's a three, two, three, four years somewhere in there. You know, you know the the promises that seem and and there's just 
seasons in there where it's just you're down in the gritty and the muck and the mire. And I feel like the Lord gave me this picture in relationship to the, the soccer game. I feel like the score is us a thousand, the enemy ten. And we are so focused on the ten that we've given the gloves up. When we are winning a thousand to ten. Now, wouldn't that be silly for Liam to get out of the goal when it's a thousand to ten and he's winning, and him to just throw in the gloves and just run, walk off the stage? I mean, we'd be like, "What are you doing, Liam? Like, you're doing excellent. You're doing awesome. You just got scored on, but that's okay. Like, you know." And I think sometimes the 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 Brandon Brinkleys of this life kick the wind out of us. You know, the waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the promise to be revealed, you know. Some of you in Regen, you feel like, you know, this has been an eternal year going, oh, my gosh, where is this going to end? You know, but there's promises at the end of that that you're waiting for, that you that you're getting on the journey of that year, you know, that don't forsake that. You know, when you get rebuked like, you know, like sometimes you might, you know, like, Jesus, I mean, it was amazing when, because we were talking about this whole thing of Peter, and I'm like, Lord, I mean, I would have just wanted you to say, you know, you know, me and my, like, very sensitive self, I would, I would just love for you to say, Peter, good job, like, you, you made it halfway across the, la- you know, the lake, you know, good job for doing that, but it just seemed like, he, like, I always received that as condemnation before about six months ago, I received his word to Peter, you know, you man of little faith, why did you doubt? All of a sudden, I got revelation of that. He's just saying, Peter, like there, you cannot. There's this no room for doubt. Why? Because you're sinking. Like even with this Brandon Brinkley, there's no room for doubt. I think that's what the the push last week for for Tom, and I know it pushed some of you guys because sometimes you feel like in that place. Are you saying Tom that I'm not believing because Brandon died, or are you saying? You know, that I'm not believing because the promise hasn't come about. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was that same word that Jesus gave Peter. No room for doubt. Like, there's just no room for doubt. Like, if as soon as I get into doubt, I am what? Sinking. Now, Jesus is always there to immediately, you know, as soon as we say, God, save me. You know, Jesus is there to hold our hand and pull us back up and put us in that place. And I just felt like, can we, I just want to, can we just stand? I just felt like, I just felt like there were some people that needed just almost to be the, the, the same kind of words that Tammy was giving. Just this place of restoration. This place of, yeah, I have, I have been waiting for that. And I just feel like if, you, if that's you, like, there's just a place that you just need to be built up. I'm going to just have these lady, ladies here and there's going to be some, uh, Shane can come up with some other people that I just want to ask if you just need just a recharge of faith today that you just need that place of getting somebody to help fix your eyes on him I just want you to come Just I know, I know there's just some people that just need to come and, and just get prayer this morning just for that place of God empower my faith today empower my faith God I've been looking at the ten and, I, and I've forgotten about the thousand. And, my, and I've given the gloves up. I just felt like there's a place since some, some of us just given the gloves up. So if that's you, I just want you to come. Just as I'm speaking, as I'm praying, just come. Don't hesitate. Just come.
that's you. Just don't hesitate. There's a, there's, I just really believe there's grace upon grace today, faith upon faith. There's a, there's a level that you can go to, faith upon faith today, if you'll respond. It's not, a, it's not if I don't respond, I'm not going to get it. I just feel like the, it was almost like Peter said, if I step out on the water, if I step into the cloud of his presence, if I take that initial yes, I'll meet you there. God meets us in that place. He's not... He's not He's, he's not messed up about that if I don't. He's just, it's just an opportunity. God's saying opportunity today. Opportunity today. Father, build our faith, God. We thank you for the, 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 the people in our life, God, that we think of when we think of those goals scored against us. We think of the Brandon Brinkley. We think of, um, you know, just the, the ones that have gone on before us. So we think of those that are struggling with sickness right now. We, we, we think about those, you know, the Amy Belshans and the, and the Jim uh, Evils, God. We feel like, God, sometimes we can focus so much on that. But, God, I thank you for the thousand that you have scored. God, the thousand that we have scored, God. And we're just going to continue to score, God, because there's faith that's going to be built up and rising. Last week, I remember, too, they just told me I wasn't here, but he just told me at the end, he just asked for how many people that had been healed to stand up in the second service and there was like healed of a of a terminal disease and there was like 10 that stood up and how much faith that built it was like whoa wait a second i'm looking at the one that's not hasn't been healed and i forgot about the 10 that just got that has been healed so father i just pray right now in jesus name god just restore god restore restore the faith today god restore god this this unshakable god Deep, uh, deep faith, God, that says, Lord, there's just no room for doubt. Lord, I don't see it. I don't see Jim Ebel getting out of that chair yet, but I am believing it. I am going to see the unseen. And I don't see Amy Belshan running yet, but I am going to continue to believe for the unseen. Lord, I just remember little Maya. There's a little girl in our, in our body. I'm just praying for her this morning, God, as she's. Lord, just has that, there's a, just needs a touch of your kingdom and your presence, God. God, to be able to even walk, to be able to, to speak, to be able to dialogue with people, God. We're just believing for that today. God, in Jesus' name, we're believing, Lord God, for, for, for life to come you breathe into Ruby Torres's lungs, God, and just breathe into her lungs, God, to, to be able to be healed and restored today, God. Lord, those are things that we are believing for. But our hope is in you, God. Our hope is in you, Lord. So, Lord, we are so thankful, God. So thankful. So, Lord, we just bless you today. We bless you and honor you today, God. Honor you today. I'm just going to declare that, you know, the altar is still free to come and get prayer. Um, Rick sends his regards. That he, that's why I went, one of the times I went out in the early services, he was calling. He forgot that we were an hour ahead, so he was, thought he was calling us beforehand. But he just says he loves you guys. He's in uh, Croatia. He's heading to um, Bosnia tomorrow. He'll be in Bosnia, and then he'll be a week from Monday. He'll be back. But just keep praying for it. Just, let's just pray for him. Lord, we just want to pray for Rick and uh, Paula. As she's traveling as well uh, in Florida, God, I just pray right now. We just want to declare life over Rick. We thank you for the things that you've been doing 
as he's there. God, you've just been meeting that, that time with your presence and your kingdom, God, just pouring forth. God, we thank you for that. And we just want to pray protection and life as he's there and, and just an abundance, abundance of your goodness, abundance of your life. And so, Lord, we, we're thankful for that. And so, Lord, we just bless you and we honor you, Father, for that. And, uh, and Lord, we're just, we're, just, uh, we're just thankful in Jesus' name. Good testimony. Of course, you know how he is always a, he goes, you know, he's a restaurant man. And the Lord just highlighted one of the waitresses. And the Lord just really, uh, he had to get, of course, the lady to interpret. But they really ministered to this uh, lady and she got set free. And, and just he's been declaring there's really been some good things, you know, in his mean times in Croatia. They came back from Lebanon. And so just continue to pray for them and uh, believe for them. Um, I don't know what to this. So we sent out an email in relationship to the to the, this building, and so I just want you to know that we're still in that process. There's nothing really been settled. So um, if you saw that email, if you hadn't, you can come and find out. But I just wanted to speak that, still praying and asking the Lord for wisdom in that. But, but uh, I just want to close this out and just say thank you guys for believing this morning. Thank you. I just continue to encourage that word that Leah had, that you've got to receive the blessing of the faith that you had the faith that this body has had to believe. And so I just want to speak that real quick. Lord, I just pray blessing, God. I just want to pray that we would receive that. God, we, we know that we've there's there's goals that feel like we've gotten scored on before, and so sometimes that, that steals that blessing. But, God, I thank you that this is a body that believes. God, I thank you that this is a body that stands, even in the midst of the things that are going on around them. But, God, we're going to continue to stand. And believe, God, we're going to continue to stand and, and declare to, to get up, to run and not grow weary, to walk and not faint, because, Lord, we have the faith, uh, even as a mustard seed, that we have the Spirit of God here, God, that we have your presence, that we, Lord, we hope in you. Our hope is in you. Lord, it's not in a building. It's not in a, a, a physical act. God, it is in you. Our hope is in you. So, Lord, we thank you for that, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Have a great week of faith. If you want any prayer, we are here. And uh, come find us. Have a blessed week.